This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. Today on the State of Ukraine, Ukraine's president addresses a meeting with some countries that support Russia. In an interesting diplomatic move, Saudi Arabia invited both Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, whose country is at war with Russia, and Syria's President Bashar al-Assad, whose government is propped up by Russia, to join a meeting of regional Arab leaders. And Pierre's Aya Betraoui is in Saudi Arabia and talked with Elsa Chang about what these two invitations mean. What do you think Zelensky is trying to achieve by traveling to Saudi Arabia now and speaking with Arab leaders? Well, Elsa, when he spoke to Arab leaders, he knew that his audience is made up of countries that maintain ties with Russia, either economically or militarily. And none of them have sanctioned Russia. So he had some pointed words for them. Even if there are people here at the summit who have a different view on the war, on on our land, calling it a conflict, I'm sure that we can all be united in saving people from the cages of Russian prisons. Unfortunately, there are some in the world and here among you who turn a blind eye to those cages and illegal annexations. So what's that turning away look like? Mm -hmm. Well, there's Saudi Arabia, the host, which has an oil pact with Russia that's helped both of their economies. There's Egypt, which has longstanding military ties that go all the way back to the days of the Soviet Union. And there's the United Arab Emirates, which has benefited enormously from Russians who have been flocking to Dubai with their money and their wealth to avoid sanctions back home. Well, let's turn to Syria. I mean, why did the Arab League states even allow Syria back into the group now. It's not like Assad has made any real political concessions, right? No, he hasn't. And that's why the U.S. has publicly criticized any steps that legitimize the regime. And this is a regime that gassed, bombed, and tortured hundreds of thousands of people over the course of the civil war. So not all countries are rushing to rebuild ties with Syria. But for countries like the United Arab Emirates, which has been rebuilding Syria after February's earthquakes and 12 years of civil war... Having a weak and fractured country the size of Syria poses a danger to everyone. The country's become a narco state, smuggling huge quantities of drugs into Arab Gulf countries. Meanwhile, there are millions of Syrian refugees across the region and a generation of young Syrians that have only ever known war. So there's a real pragmatic desire to see Syria get back on its feet again. Well, what about Saudi Arabia and all of this? Like, what is it trying to get out of hosting both of these leaders, Zelensky and Assad, at the same summit? So to answer that, I spoke with Mohammed al-Yahya in Jeddah today. He's a Saudi scholar and a senior fellow at the Harvard Belfer Center. And he says there's a feeling in the Middle East that the U.S. is pulling away and does not have a clear strategy in the region, whether that's in Sudan or in Iran. And so he says Arab states are filling that void by looking at their own interests. There's a tendency uh, in Washington to paint any efforts to look after one's own interests as a pivot away from the United States and towards another uh, actor. Uh, you know, you can call it a balancing act, what happened today, but I don't think that was the point. So I think what he's trying to say is that the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman is signaling to Washington and Moscow that he can stabilize Syria and support Ukraine. And the underlying message here is that while the U.S. is still the world's superpower, it's not an unrivaled power anymore. That is NPR's Aya Batrawi in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Thank you, Aya. Thanks, Elsa.
Thanks for listening to the State of Ukraine from NPR News. The podcast is produced by me, Greg Dixon, along with Christine Arasmith, and is edited by Nishant Dehia. Please come back for more on the war and its impacts around the world. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with its original podcast on investing. Each week, you'll get thoughtful, in-depth analysis of both the stock and the bond markets. Listen today and subscribe at schwab.com slash oninvesting or wherever you get your podcasts. At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR.